You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Holy Spirit Night. You know, like, Pastor Mike's like, hey man, you want to come and speak at Holy Spirit Night? I was like, dude, uh, sure, I'd be honored to. Uh, Holy Spirit's cool. I love the Holy Spirit, you know? Um, and, and let me tell you, like, the, the most amazing thing about the Holy Spirit is, like, it's almost like it's this, it, at most places, at least where, where I've been and most people I've encountered, it's like this, this secret. You know, like, it, it gets lip service, like, the whole, like, he gets lip service, but not much more than that. You kind of are left, like, ill-equipped, like, what does that even mean? What does Father, Son, and Holy Ghost even mean? What does the Holy Ghost, what does the Holy Spirit mean to, mean to me? And I'm so thankful that we have a church where we operate in the way the Holy Spirit wants you to operate, in the gifts of the Spirit. That's why you see miraculous healing. That's why you see words of knowledge. That's why you see gifts of faith. That's why you see all the gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. You know, it's interesting because when we get saved, when we make a decision to call Jesus our Lord and our Savior, you know, we make that, that that's, a, that's a, trans, a spiritual transaction. You actually, this is maybe how I describe it. You actually get a deposit of the Holy Spirit in you. But it, it's, it's like it's this, it's like, it's like this, it's, the Holy Spirit's a person. He's in you, but it needs an activation. Even Jesus received an activation. Even Jesus received an activation. He didn't, he didn't go out and perform all the miracles. The Bible says that not even all the books in the world could contain until the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove, and then he went out and changed everything, right? So my story is kind of funny in how I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It was quite a while ago. Um, I think it was like 2009 or something like that. And I'd gone to lunch with a friend. So I was stationed out in Virginia Beach. And our church, we talked about the Holy Spirit, but we didn't really, like, operate in it. So I didn't really know what it was. My buddy happened to operate in it. And, and he goes, we're coming back, and we're in my truck. And he goes, hey, dude, you filled with the Holy Spirit? I'm like, sure, I guess so. He's like, you're not. And I'm like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> no offense, you know. I was like, luckily, I was just, like, didn't have a lot of preconceived notions about it. And he goes, hey, man, I could pray for you right now, and you could receive it. And I was just, like, like open enough to receive. I was like, okay, cool, dude. Like, I trust you. There's fruit on your life. You're a good dude. Let's do it, man. I trust what you're saying. And he just started to pray for me literally in my truck in the church parking lot. I was bringing him back, bringing him back for lunch. And he's like, there's going to be some sort of, you know, you're going to start to speak in tongues. Like, what the heck is speaking in tongues, dude? What are you talking about, man? He's like, well, something's going to come from, like, come from your gut. It's going to come up. That's going to be, like, the evidence that it's happened, right? And so, and I just remember, and I started, like, saying stuff, like, with my own head. And he's like, no, stop, 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 stop. It's going to, like, come from your gut. I'm like, well, I've never spoke from my gut before, so chill out, man. Leave me alone. I'm trying to figure this thing out. He's like, there ain't nothing to figure out. So then he just started praying for me. Then all of a sudden, this, this language I've never heard, you know, the, the coolest thing about speaking in tongues is you you know if you're faking it. Like, if you're faking it, you're only cheating yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's so amazing about, like, speaking in tongues. It's evidence that that stuff is real, right? That you can lay hands on someone and they can receive healing because you just spoke in some language, in some tongue that you never heard. Now, if you want to stand back there and go, should have bought a Honda, should have bought a Honda, should have bought a Honda, that's your gig. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to do that. But you, you get what I'm saying. You know if it's real or not. So I just, started, I just started praying in this heavenly language. And then I remember him saying, hey, dude, it's like a muscle. If you don't use it, you lose it. 
you know. And, and again, I wasn't at a church that operated. It was a good church, like a good discipleship church, but it didn't really, like, operate in gifts, in the gifts. It was, like, it was all about the, the person up on stage, the, the pastor, who was a good pastor, was a good guy, but, like, it didn't, I, I wasn't really empowered. Like, if you came up to me and asked me for prayer, I would say, cool, I will pray for you at some point, you know, now I'm like, let's go. Come on. What's, oh, you get your back's jacked up? Let's pray over that thing. Let's see what happens. You know what's cool is when you pray for people, you get a 50-50 shot of them getting healed. So you might as well go for it and pray. Just run the odds. So if you had a 50-50 shot of winning the lottery, you'd play the lottery every stinking day, wouldn't you? You know? How cool is it when you see someone get healed? It's amazing. It, it raises their faith. It raises your faith. But here's the deal. If you don't go for it, you don't know. Okay. So cool. But then here's the cool, here's the other cool part of the story. So I received gift tongues. He tells me all this stuff. I go home that night. My wife's sitting there on the couch, and here I am. I'm the seasoned minister, right? I'm like, Brandon, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And I go, hey, babe, check us out. This is what happened to me. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah. I said, I can pray for you, and the same thing will happen. And she's like, huh? Okay. So she's sitting down on the couch on, on the little chair, and I just start praying for her. She just starts going. It's like beautiful, like, utterance. Mine was like gurgling. Or something weird, you know, it sounded like I was choking, you know, but she had this like beautiful thing and it was the coolest thing because she goes, she goes, you know, I've had that like phrase in my head for like the last, whatever, it was a couple weeks or whatever. And there was just that like activation longer than that. You know, I couldn't remember the exact story, but I'm close, you know. What does Pastor Jurgen say? Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Something like that, right? You know, so I'm going to take that one from him. But then she received it, and it, like, changed. You know, it was like something different happened right there in her. Now, I'd like to tell you that we just went, Whew. but really, with, with that, like, I didn't use it much. I didn't really, like, I did for a little bit because it was, like, new and it was fresh, but I didn't really understand, like, what it all meant. And then I got out. Then we got out here, and it was like, okay, this is pretty cool. These guys are pretty awesome. Wow, what the heck is all this stuff about? You know, I feel pretty discipled and I'm well trained, but I have no idea what like really stepping out in faith is. And then, man, it was just this upward trajectory that just exploded, right? I love our church for that. I'm telling you right now, if you're sitting here and you think you're limited, you think you're jacked up, you think that God can't use you, you couldn't be more wrong, okay? You couldn't be more wrong. And if you've been hurt, if you've been hurt at other churches, I'm sorry for that. That sucks. That was not God's intent for you, right? That was not God's intent for you. I want you to know you are in good soil here. I promise you. Now, now stuff's going to happen any place. That's great. Sometimes people are going to, because sometimes we screw stuff up. Sometimes human beings, we screw stuff up. You know, but it's like we gotta we gotta get past the offense because the offense is what keeps us out of living the life that God has called us to live. Everything starts with offense. And usually offense is kind of small, and then you start to get a little negative, a little cynical, then it kind of just blows up from there. I want to tell you, you are in good, good soil. So dig deep. I'm a product of that. Right now we live, I live a life. Um fully transparent, fully open. I'm living a life that I didn't even know or have the capacity to desire to have. If you would say five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, promise you. Like, if you would have told me that I'm doing what I'm doing now, that I'm thinking what I'm thinking now, that, I, that I'm acting and feel the way that I feel now, I'd have said, you're freaking crazy. And I had a pretty good life. Like, for Pete's sake, I was a master chief. It was pretty cool. I mean, everyone's like, oh, hey, master chief, what's up? You know, I mean, those of you in the military, you know, it's like sergeant major or something. They're like, you know, I could have just rode that out. But I'm telling you, 
it's unbelievable, you guys. Did not have the capacity to understand. Okay, cool. So Jesus received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, so then he went out and did all this, all this other amazing, crazy stuff, right? Amazing stuff. Didn't matter. You know, the coolest thing about Jesus is anything that he faced, it wasn't like, he's like, okay, cool. You're blind? Okay, we'll make it so you can see. Oh, you're, you're, uh, you're jacked up by a thousand demons? Cool, we'll just cast them out into some pigs and watch them go over to the side of the hill. Okay, cool, and then you'll be good to go, man, you know? I mean, anything that he faced. Now, here's a crazy thing. Um, in John 14, 12... It says, he who believes in me, the same works shall he do, but even greater works because I go to the Father. What happened when Jesus went to the Father? He sent the helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. The helper is the Holy Spirit. That was the promise. That's who he told the disciples to chill and wait for. Hey, go up in this, go and, and wait until you receive power. So I want to talk about some of the things that you get. You know, when, when I was praying over this message, it was like I felt like God dropped this thing on my spirit, and he just said, what does my spirit bring? So the title of kind of this message is, what, I think it says, what does his spirit bring? But really, I didn't want to put that as the title because then you'd be like, well, what does freaking Tom think? Okay, cool. I don't care about that. I want to know what God, but it was God. He's like, what does my spirit bring? And he came up with, and, and, I, and I got these four things, which you're going to think, like, ah, it's pretty simple. Like, I get it. But if you'll let it sink, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, uh, it, it's quite a revelation, so what does his spirit bring? First, it brings his power, right? So it's power. In, in Acts 1.8, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So it's a promise of power, right? So it's a promise of power. There's something different. When you receive, there was something different. Like these guys had walked with Jesus. Then when Jesus left, they said, no, 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 no. Don't go and do anything until this happens. So that's the activation. You read in the book of Acts, the day of Pentecost. You read about, about the, the tongues of fire. You read about the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Spirit, right? So there's power first. Number two, wisdom. So the verse I put for wisdom is Luke 10, 19. You're going, well, that doesn't really have much to do with wisdom, but hear me out for a second. So it says, behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. What wisdom does is it allows you to actually believe stuff like that. It allows you to actually believe what the Bible says. Like when I said John 14, 12, he who believes in me, the same works shall he do, but even greater works because I go to the Father. I'm just dumb enough or smart enough to believe that stuff and step out and do it. You know what I mean? Like, let's not get so crazy where we like, Second guess everything the Bible says. Sometimes it, all, all God's just looking for is just someone with some faith. Step out, grip it and rip it. See what happens. I've had awkward moments. Ask people if I can pray for them. They're like, no. You know, or I remember my neighbor came over. He said, dude, I got like hepatitis C or something. It sucks. I go, dude, you want me to pray? It was like my first time. I was like, dude, would you like me to pray for you? And he's like, yeah, man, that'd be cool. I was like, okay. So like right now, and he's like, nah, nah, you can do it like when I'm not here. And I was like, oh, okay. That's freaking awkward. Man, yeah, I was like, okay, so cool. I think I prayed for him, though, afterwards, but I don't know what happened. But then other times, it's like people, I've been, like, denied by people and then, like, started to pray for him. I, one time we were on this airplane, and uh, we, there was, like, a few of us from this conference. It was pretty amazing. This girl comes in. She's in a wheelchair. She's all jacked up, like, hurt, and you could just see just miserable and pain. When I say jacked up, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about spiritually. You know you can tell when people are jacked up spiritually? It's like, 
it's like they're just, they're just like, they're like captive in their own skin, you know, like, and maybe some of, I felt like that before, maybe you felt like that before, but something went out in my heart, I was like, oh, no, 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 this is not cool, we've got like a five-hour flight, I'm not cool with her being jacked up like this, we're going to do something about this, and I'm like sitting across from her, and I can't get out until we get to the 10,000 feet or the cruising altitude, and at that point, I'm just, I'm praying in tongues, my buddies, my, my fellow ministry buddies, pals, family are right with me, and we're like, we're praying, and then I I'm like, I'm getting out of the seat. And I like get up, go across people. I sit down next to her. And she's hunched over literally like this. And I go, I, I tap her. I go, excuse me. And she's like, what? What do you want? And I said, ma'am. I said, hey, um, my name's Tom. I'm sorry to bother you. But would it be cool if I prayed? Would it be okay if I prayed for you? And she's like, what do you want? Just leave me alone. Get away from me. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bother you. You know, and I go back to my seat. I'm still praying. About one minute later, she goes like this. She's like, she sits up, her head comes back, and her arms start to raise. And she looks back at me, and she's like, you prayed for me, didn't you? And I'm like, yeah, I did. And she's like, in the name of Jesus? I'm like, yeah, he's healing me right now. And her like, everything changed. Like, everything changed. It was, it was amazing. And, and you know what? It was like literally like a revival broke out in like two rows of the, of the airplane. It's so cool. When one person has boldness and steps out, you know what? When, then we started praying. I said, well, cool. Let's keep praying for you. And we're casting stuff out. We're praying over stuff. And then like everyone's like reaching up and touching her and praying for her. Super, and people are like, thank you for doing that. You know what I'm saying? It was like because everyone saw the same thing. And I'm not like tooting my own horn. I'm saying just like, just like Pastor Mike said, we're not special. We're just willing to do something different. So that could be you, that could be anybody, but it like caused faith to rise in people. They saw a miracle happen before their very eyes. It was pretty amazing. Okay, third thing is freedom. This is great. Freedom's awesome. How many like freedom? Freedom's cool. I mean, I like it. Okay, Luke 4.18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed, to bring freedom. That's Jesus reading what his actual like mandate was written in the book of Isaiah. That was like his first kind of sermon type deal, whatever you want to call it in the synagogue, whatever they called him back then. I think that's the translation. Anyways, so one of his missions is to set the captives free, is we can receive freedom. Now, here's, this is what I 100% believe. There is no way you can get absolute freedom without infilling of the Holy Spirit. So if you go to a church, you go somewhere, you're saved. You can be saved. Absolutely, I'll see you in heaven. It'll be awesome. It'll be great. There. But what you have right here, there is no way you can have the awareness or the access to the power of the Holy Spirit to set the captives free. That's, that's where I'm at. That's what I've seen, too, experientially in my own life and in others' life. The last thing he brings, not the last thing, but, you know, we can break a lot of these things. But the, the next thing he gave to me was peace. And in the book of Philippians, verse 4, 6 through 7, and, and if you don't know this verse, I recommend you remember this verse. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. So if you think about the type of peace that can rest on us, is the same type of peace 
that rested on Jesus when he was in the back of the boat and the disciples were freaking out. He's like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? Okay, peace be still. And the wind and the waves went away and they're like, oh my gosh, what are we, what are we into? What is going on? The peace of God that when we're in a storm, the peace that only he can provide, that we can still have that resolute faith, that we can still believe for the best, that the best is yet to come. Even though I'm walking through the valley, I'm still walking. And by the way, I'm not walking by myself. God's with me. And eventually I'm gonna be on the mountaintop. Here's what I found about the valley. Although it sucks while you're in it, the growth that comes out of it is amazing. We can't have growth without the valley. We just can't. I, I wish there was a different way. If you all find a different way, let me know. As long as it includes God, I'm good. The Holy Spirit, I'm good. You know, um, oh, we're, it, it's so cool to see, to, to have a revelation of how significant you are to your creator. It's so cool to see. Um, I, I didn't really realize, I, like, I, I didn't really struggle with like low self-esteem. I had some anxiety and stuff like that. But luckily, for some reason, I had decent confidence, whatever. But I didn't understand like the kingdom value and significance that I was, that all of us are. You know, and the enemy does such a good job of jacking us up. The enemy does such a good job of putting a ceiling over you. He does such a good job of, of reminding you of your past so you'll continue to convict yourself through the future of everything you did, why you can't do it, why you can't do this. Oh my gosh, you're so valuable. You're so significant. If you could just hear right now, literally this, this is what the Lord thinks of you. He loves you. He gave his best for you. He gave Jesus Christ for you. His absolute best. It says, for, the, for the, 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 the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. He endured it. You have such kingdom value. He's put gifts, talents, and abilities in each and every one of you. I'm looking at, I'm trying to look at every one of you right now. Every single, you, you, we're in a group, but every single one of you is unique, significant, and important. And you have a kingdom calling on your life. You're not just meant to make it through. You're not just meant to make it through. And look, if you think that all I'm talking about is like, you need to have big houses and money and all that stuff, you're missing the mark. Okay? That stuff's fine. That's cool. That stuff can't do anything for the inside. That stuff can't do anything. Has nothing to do with your calling. That's just cool. That's just enjoying life. But he's put a calling He's put, you know, the Bible says that when we delight in the Lord, that he gives us the desires of our heart. That means he's put, he's wired you. Now, the desires of your heart are not, a, they're not a Ferrari. I don't believe the desires of your heart are a material possession. The desires of your heart is the reason God created you. So I want to tell you, I want you to understand right now, he's actually got an assignment for you. He's got multiple assignments for you. You know, I think the thing is, is are we willing to participate with him? Because he's actually called us to do the greatest mission ever created. Very simple. Bring his kingdom as it is in heaven here on earth. He chose you to do it. You and me to do it. You and me to do it. Oh, there is nothing better. There's nothing better than kicking the devil where it hurts. There is nothing better than seeing faith rise in people. There is nothing better than seeing God move in people's lives. And I want to tell you, 
look, God cares about you individually. I'm not saying I don't care about where you are. I'm not saying that. I understand. We've all experienced trauma. We've all experienced heartache. We've all experienced garbage in our life. Maybe we've done terrible things in our life. But I want to tell you, that doesn't have to write the rest of your story. That can stop right now. Right now. Because God's not looking to continue to convict you of it. Here's the beauty of it. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, I didn't give him this verse, but this is another great verse. It says, when I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I want you to sear that in on your heart. So as long as you give it to him, you can receive cleansing and forgiveness. The picture I like to paint for people is one of, think of a, clo a clothes, uh, clothes hanger with a white sheet that's just coated in mud, like it was like driven in mud by like, you know, caught up in a tire, it's just gone, it's done. It was, once was white, now it's just muddy and nasty and it's hanging from there. And then when you confess and you get that supernatural exchange, that heartfelt repentance, and you receive cleansing and forgiveness, that sheet is now completely white as though it never happened. Brand new, as though it never happened, no muck, no even trace of it. That's what can happen with you when we give it to him. So I just want to invite you. Let's let's do this. Let's do this together. Let's do let's be kingdom people. Kingdom-minded people take kingdom action in everything that they do. Everything. You might not know how to live a kingdom life. That's fine. Find someone who does. Follow what they do. That's what Paul said. He said, "Do what I do." You know what's cool is I was people I used to have to follow. Like I didn't really know what to do. I was like, "Man, what would Clayton do?" Clayton was a good buddy of mine who was a guy disciple me. Okay, I don't know what to do. What would Clayton do? Okay, cool. I'll do that. Now I don't really have to ask those questions anymore because I'm close with the Father. I understand the scriptures. I understand kingdom living. But there are some times where we'll consult. That's okay. You don't have to have it all figured out. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. You don't have to have it all figured out. He's just looking for someone who's willing to step out and go. So the first thing, the first thing I want to do, guys, is I want to open up the opportunity for anyone who feels far from God. And we're gonna do some cool stuff in a little bit. This is amazing. If this is you, here's how you know. Your heart is like racing right now. Anyone who feels far from God, maybe you've never even called God saved. Maybe you've never even said, Jesus, I wanna make you the Lord of my life. So you know, it's a couple groups of, two groups of people here. Those that have never called upon Jesus as their Lord and Savior, recognize him as their Lord and Savior. And the second group is those who maybe have a long time ago, or maybe they don't, they don't really know, but you want to recommit. You want to do that right now. Salvation is the entry point, right? Salvation is not the goal. It's the entry point, okay? It's the entry point. So if you're not sure of that, if you don't know where you'll go, if none of us are promised tomorrow, if you don't know where you'll go, if you leave this earth, then I'm speaking to you. And you may not understand everything, but trust me, trust Mike, trust Katie, trust, trust what we've lived through in our lives, trust, what, trust the people beside you, and trust God. Just be willing to step out and trust God. So what I want to do is just have everyone bow their heads, close their eyes. No one's looking around right now. I'll be looking around, but no one else is. I want to see individually and pray. If that's you, if that's stirring on your heart, I'm going to count to three. On the count, on the count of three, I would like for you to raise your hand. If that's you, if that's stirring on your heart, number one, 
Jesus loves you. He died for you. He didn't die just so you could muddle through life. He died to bring you salvation, but he died to make you a kingdom person and to carry out kingdom activities here on this earth. Number two, whatever you've done in the past, the lies of the enemy that says, no, no, you don't got it together. You can't be doing this right now. It's a lie from the enemy. The Father has always been waiting for you. He's always been waiting for you. Number three, if that's you, raise your hand. Be bold. Take a step. That's right. It's the greatest decision you'll ever make. Thank you, Lord. If there's anybody else out there, and again, you know this, if it's stirring on the inside right now, take, take a leap of faith. That's what faith is. We step out. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you. Now, I'm just going to pray real quick, and then I'm going to lead you in a, in a prayer. God, I thank you for every hand raised. I thank you for every person. I thank you for the boldness. And God, I thank you that they've raised their hand to say, Lord, I want to be your son. So please go, everyone, I'm going to have the whole congregation um, go ahead and repeat after me. Actually, why don't we stand to our feet? And this is huge. This is so huge. Angels rejoice in heaven at one person coming back. <laughs> this is amazing. All right, I want the whole congregation to repeat after me. Just say, Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that I am your child. I repent for every sin I've ever committed. I ask you to forgive me and welcome me in to your kingdom. I declare Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior, and I surrender my life to your Lordship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.